And Hebrews is saying that looking unto Jesus, fix your eyes on Jesus, gaze your eyes on Jesus, turn your eyes from everything that will distract you and set your focus on Jesus because he is the pioneer, he is the author and the finisher, he is the beginning and the ending of our faith, he is the author and the finisher of our faith, whatever we believe begins in Jesus and ends in Jesus. I welcome everyone to Christ-like International Assembly where we are raising a Christ-like generation in this postmodern world and I believe that you have been called to come along with us so that this God's mind and purpose can be established in this generation. Hallelujah. Amen. Last week, we were able to bring to closure on our new position in Christ by looking at the lesson from the two builders. But we are starting another journey on what I have titled the faith in Christ. Faith in Christ Jesus. And today I'll give the introduction to this uh, new journey that we have begun. Faith in Christ Jesus. Faith in Christ Jesus. And it's going to help us to define the right biblical faith in the New Testament. There are many things we call faith, faith, that is not faith as long as we believe in the gospel and in the epistles of the New Testament. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Now, before we look at faith in Christ Jesus properly from its introduction background, I want us to look at the urgency of faith. The urgency of faith. You know, the first thing you need to understand is that faith is the means that we live and relate to God. It is the means that we live and relate to God. You cannot live and relate to God without the force of faith. The force of faith is the means that we live and relate to God. Any man that will relate to God must relate to God by faith. There is no way that a man can relate to God without faith. There is no way a man can reach out to God without faith. If you can live in the presence of God and if you can have a relationship with God, then there should be the force of faith at work. The second thing you must understand about the urgency of faith is that we are saved by grace through faith. Nobody can assess what grace has been made available except that fellow assess it by faith. You don't need to do anything to be saved. You don't need to do anything to deserve anything good from God. Everything we have from God was freely given to us by God. Everything we shall have from God will continue to be freely be given to us by God. So grace has made available everything we need from God. But you can only assess what grace has made available through the force of it. 
Hallelujah. The force of faith is the ability to lay hold to what grace has freely given. Hello. So we are saved. We are born again by grace through faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 8. He said, for by grace are ye saved and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. By grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Hallelujah. So we are saved by grace. The Bible says for God so loved the world. And gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe. Believe. Should not perish. God so loved the world. He provided a solution by grace. A man that received by faith is saved. Should I rewind? God so loved the world and he gave his grace provision for salvation. Whosoever believes, assess by faith is saved. Even though God so loved the world and he gave all to the world, but if the world will not believe in what God has made available, it's not going to change their lives. The world must believe before what has been made available can change their lives. So we are saved by grace through faith. The third thing you need to understand about the urgency, why, why faith is so urgent is that we walk by faith. A walk with God is a walk of faith. A walk to take a supernatural walk with God is to walk by faith. Every man that will enjoy the fullness of God must take a walk with God. The Bible said Noah walked with God. The Bible said Enoch walked with God. The Bible said Abraham walked with God. How did they walk with God? They walk with God on the urgency of faith. They walk with God through the force of faith. They walk with God by faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 7. For we walk by faith. The walk of the spirit. The spiritual walk with God is a walk of faith. Without faith, you cannot be spiritual without faith. You cannot live the life of the spirit without faith. He said, for we walk by faith. When you become born again, you don't live according to what you see. You don't live by your five senses. Faith becomes the number six sense. It's become your spiritual sensor to be able to walk with God. You cannot recognize anything spiritual without the seed sense of faith. He said, for we walk by 
by faith. That's what Apostle Paul said. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen, they are temporal, but the things which are not seen, they are eternal. We don't walk by, by our sight because the eyesight of the spiritual, the spiritual eyes of the spiritual is faith. Faith is the eyes of the spirit. Faith is the spiritual eyes of the spirit. You cannot see anything spiritual. You cannot see into God spiritually without the eyes of faith. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Hello. Number four, the fourth urgency of faith is that we live by faith. Anyone without faith is dead. We live by faith. Faith is our life support. Faith is our lifeline. Without a life of faith, no one is existing in the presence of God. We live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just, the righteous, the one who has a right standing with God will live and will continue to live by the force of faith. You don't exist in the sight of God except there is a faith of God in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We live by faith. So our life as Christians is the lifeline of faith. Without faith, you have no life to live. Living by faith means living your spiritual life. Now, the faith urgency we need to understand is that it is impossible to please God without faith. No man can ever please God. No man has ever pleased God. No man will ever please God without the force of faith. Hello? In Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He that cometh to God must believe that God exists. Must believe in the existence of God. And must believe that he is the rewarder. He is the paymaster of them that diligently. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You cannot honor God. You cannot attract the attention of God without the, the, the force of faith. These five things give us understanding about the urgency of faith. Why we need to walk in faith. Why we need to have faith. Why we need to grow in our faith. Why we need to be strong in our faith. Why we need to be stand in our faith in God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, when you become born again, already you have the faith of God in you. That need to be grown. Now if you check the word faith. Literally which I will talk about it. Exhaustively next week. The root word for the word faith. In the Greek. Literally means to persuade. To trust. Or to believe. It means to persuade. 
It means to trust. It means to believe. So when we talk about faith in Christ Jesus, what are we talking about? When you read in Romans chapter number 1, verse number 16 to 17, verse 16, Apostle Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believeth. To the Jews first and also to the Greek. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation. God has provided us salvation. And the gospel is the good news of what God has already made available. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Because, you see, sometimes someone can convince you to buy a product. But the person convincing you to buy the product may not be a good product. And sometimes after buying the product and after using the product, you will, go to, you will get to know that the product didn't produce the results he spoke about. And the person will not want to see you again because he knew that the product that was advertised was not something good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was not the right product. So the person may even convince you today, but you don't have the result of the product. But Paul said, I have never been ashamed, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I will define the gospel of Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, because the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. The gospel of Christ is the power of God to everyone who believes. The gospel is not power to everyone who hears it. It is the power to everyone who believes. The power of the gospel is to those who believe the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God to everyone who believes. The power of the gospel is to everyone who believes. Verse 17. For therein the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. He said, the gospel which is the power of God to everyone who believes in the gospel, the rightness nature, the right nature of God, the right personality of God, who God is really, is revealed from faith to faith. He said, if you want to know the true nature of God, believe in the gospel. 
If you want to see the true picture of God, the true identity of God, believe in the gospel. In Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 2, he said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, enduring the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hello. I am talking about faith in Christ Jesus. And Paul said the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. Don't forget that. And Hebrews is saying that looking unto Jesus, fix your eyes on Jesus, gaze your eyes on Jesus, turn your eyes from everything that will distract you. And set your focus on Jesus. Because he is the pioneer. He is the author and the finisher. He is the beginning and the ending of our faith. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Whatever we believe begins in Jesus. And ends in Jesus. Oh gosh. Our faith begins in Christ. And ends in Christ. The gospel is not only for those who need to be born again, but when you become born again, you must continue to grow in the good news of Christ. What Christ has made available. That when one believes, what becomes of his life? Hallelujah. That you believe all that you have become in Christ. You will believe in all that you have in Christ. You will believe in all that Jesus can do in your life. That is the totality of the gospel. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, the beginning. In other words, Hebrew is showing us the curriculum, the, the, the syllable, the course outline of our faith. He said, Your faith is a journey. But the beginning and the end of the journey is Christ. Your faith is a journey that you will begin from level 100 and you must end in him in level 400. It's a journey that has an object in focus. It's a journey that begins and ends in an object in the focus. You see, the first thing you must understand about your faith in Christ is that Jesus is the only legitimate object of our faith. Jesus is the only legitimate object of our faith. Faith must have an object. I will tell you where your eternity will end if you can show me the object of your faith. What? You believe matter to what you are believing. A destiny of a believer is going to be determined not because of his faith, but because of the objects of what he has believed. And Jesus is the only legitimate object of our faith. No wonder he said, I am the way, definite article. The truth, definite article. The life, definite article. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. I am the light of the world. 
I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. Before Abraham was, I am. Abraham, your father saw my day. And he was glad and rejoiced. I am the living water. I came to lay down my life. And take it again. Hallelujah. I am the good shepherd. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in the sun. Hallelujah. Jesus is the only legitimate object of our faith. He is the author and the finisher. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the alpha and omega of our faith. So, our course outline has been described. That before you become born again, the one to whom you believe to be born again is the one to whom you will continue in your journey to grow in him, to end your Christian life. Hallelujah. So you cannot be born again and say that, oh, me, see, I believe that when you become born again, you are a new Christian, but you have to do other things. Those things, uh, they are there, but see, there are things you must break certain curses, you, you, must, you must break certain bondages, you must pray, so there are some bloodline issues that you have to deal with. There are some curses and altars that you need to break from your father's house. You don't understand who, who born again is, that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. Bible says we are born again. We are born of the spirit. We have the life of God in us. You don't know the one that is born again. We have the life of God in us. We are the temple of God. We carry the nature of God. You don't understand the man that is born again. Yes. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. You don't look anywhere. You don't look anywhere. You don't turn to the right or to the left. You don't turn around. You don't look back. You continue to look unto him. Because he is the beginning and the ending of our faith. You can't have Jesus in your right hand. And have other things in your left hand. Hello. Praise God. Looking unto Jesus. If you check the Greek word for the word look, it means that turn away from anything that distracts you and commit your full attention unto the one who is the beginning and the ending of your faith. Looking unto Jesus. He said look away from everything that will distract you. Every life you must have must be Within Christ. Every blessing you must have. It must come in Christ. I don't need to go and break a curse. Because I am in Christ. He is the beginning. And he is the end. I am between the beginning and the end. Jesus. Is the only. Legitimate object. Of our faith. Why? He is the ultimate object of our faith. Because. He never changes. He is true. He is faithful. He is reliable. All that he said he was, he became. All that he said he would do, he did it. He told us that he is going to die. He will rise up the third day. He died and rose the third day. 
He never changes. Hebrews chapter 13 verse number, number 8. He said, Jesus Christ, the same. Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. Jesus Christ, the same. Jesus Christ, the same. When you believe in him, he will never disappoint you. Don't turn back to the world because the one whom you have believed is faithful. He is able to carry you to the end. He is able to protect you. He is able to guide you. He is able to provide for you. He is able to keep you from falling. He is able to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. He is faithful. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. We are not going to give up. We look unto him because he gave us a new life. And you will continue to grow in him. Don't give up. Don't turn back. Don't let anything distract you. Looking unto Jesus. Many things in this life will make you turn your attention. Sometimes you are looking for things of this life. You are looking for marriage. You are looking for money. You are looking for fame. You are looking for opportunities. And those things may pose so much important than your faith in Jesus. Everything you will gain in this life. You may lose your marriage one day. You may lose your wife or husband one day. You may lose your employment one day. You may lose your riches on one day by looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith in the midst of the things you lose don't lose your faith in Jesus you may lose everything you acquire in life. You may lose your human connection. You may lose everything good in this life. You may lose your parent. You may lose your employment. You may lose your opportunity. But don't lose your faith in God. Because Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. When all things have failed, he is still standing with you. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of then I will not fear any evil for that art with me. He said, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd laid down his life for his sheep. Yeah. He said, I'm a good shepherd. He said, he, he laid down his life for his sheep. No matter what you lose, don't lose your faith because he is the beginning. What he began with you, he will end with you. He began a journey of faith with you. You, be, you became born again by faith in Christ. You are now a child of God. You are now born again. Continue in your faith in Jesus. Continue pushing that faith. Continue trusting in him. Continue believing in him. Continue loving him. Continue growing in him because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Clap your hands and shout, I believe. Hallelujah. He never changes. Situation will change, but he never changes. Your husband may change, but he never changes. Your boss may change, but he never changes. Your marriage may change, but he never changes. Situations, seasons, and time will change, but he is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, they that trust in the Lord, they shall be as Mount Zion. That cannot be removed, but abided forever. I don't know what you are going through. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep trusting Jesus. Keep 
Keep believing Jesus. Keep loving Jesus. Keep walking in Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. We don't care about the economic situation. Economics of countries and the world will change. Nations are going to recessions in their economy. Inflations are increasing in all over the world. But Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. So I must put my faith in what does not change. Even if I'm changing, he will still remain the same. That is the reliability of Jesus. That is the dependability of Jesus. That is the immutability of Jesus. Hallelujah. The second thing you understand about your faith in Christ is that Bible said, we are children of God by faith in Christ. You see, you cannot say, I will no more continue in my faith in Jesus. Because we are children of God by faith in Christ. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 20 says, he said, for ye all are children of God by faith in Christ. For ye all are children of God by faith in Christ. So we are children of God by faith in Christ. Therefore, we must grow in Christ. By faith, we must grow in Christ. We must be matured in Christ. We must continue to be sanctified in Christ. Continue to grow in your identity. Continue to receive your inheritance. Continue to avail yourself. Continue to conform yourself. I said that the word of God, the function of the word of God is to conform us to the image of Jesus. Continue to trust the word of God. The word of God was given to us so that as we believe in the word, the word cannot conform us to the image of God. That is the function of the word of God. is to conform you to the image of the one whom you have believed. Shout, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. So we are children of God by faith in Christ. Are you a child of God? Are you born of God? Yes. Are you born of the word? Yes. Are you born of the spirit? Yes. Are you born from above? Yes. Are you born again? Yes. Shout, I am born again. born again. Continue. Don't give up. Don't look for other things. Don't look for a quick way. Don't go for handkerchief. Don't go for aprons. Don't go for anything. Don't go for any water anywhere. Continue your trust in Jesus. The name of Jesus is enough. I His name is enough. You don't need anything to add to the name. Your faith in Jesus is enough to bring you deliverance. It's enough to answer your prayer. You don't need to do any rituals. You don't need to mix different oils together. You don't need to mix different colors of water. You don't need a special drink that you will use it for a particular thing. Your faith in Jesus is enough to set you free in your trouble. It's enough to provide all your needs. It's enough to bring you joy. It's enough to set you on the rock. Shout amen, somebody. Amen. The third thing you must understand about your faith in Christ is that faith in Christ is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith in Christ is the victory that overcomes the world. 
Whatsoever is born of God. First John chapter 5 verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even my faith. My faith in Christ is my victory that overcomes the storms of life. Overcome the floods of life. Overcome the rain of life. Your faith in Christ is your victory that overcomes the challenges of life. Storms will come in this life. Rain will fall into this life. Flowers will come against you. But your faith in Christ is your victory that overcomes the world. I have a victory that overcomes the world. And that victory is my faith in Christ. Tell your sister or your brother, I have a victory that overcomes the world. Do you know that victory? It's my faith in Christ. Shout my faith in Christ. It's my victory that overcomes the world. My faith in Christ is my victory that overcomes the world. My faith in Christ is the witness, is the seal that overcomes the world. I will not be defeated in this life. I will never go through pain in this life because my faith is in Christ. The waters of this life cannot swallow me because my faith is in Christ. I won't give up about the storm. I won't give up in the midst of the rain. I won't give up in the midst of the flood because my faith in Christ will always keep me in the midst of the trouble. Clap your hands and shout amen, somebody. Listen to me. To live the Christian life, eh? Is to allow Jesus to live in and through you by faith. Let me rewind. To live the Christian life means to allow Jesus to live in and through you by faith. You cannot live this Christian life successfully until you allow Jesus to live in and through you by faith. No one, the Bible said, in him we live. In him we move. No wonder he said, Christ in you is the hope of glory. How can I have Christ in me and there is no hope of glory? Christ in you is the hope of a glorious life. My life cannot be wasted. My life cannot be miserable. My life can never be ashamed. I will not live a reproach life. I will not live. I am not disadvantaged. I cannot ever have a bad tomorrow. I cannot ever have a bad today. It's an error. Christ in me. The hope of a glorious life. Oh, hallelujah. How, how, can, how can it be bad? How can people come and say, brother, show you, eh? So it's okay. The Lord has given, the Lord has taken. Glory be to God. Don't worry. Eh? This life, eh, you don't know what to happen tomorrow. No one knows tomorrow. But God of all tomorrow is my God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The life we live is dangerous. The world is a dangerous place. Oh. You see one today and you don't see it tomorrow. Hmm, I don't know whether maybe someone will, will come and do me harm. I don't speak that way because Christ in me is the hope of glory. 
Christ in me means that I may not be in tomorrow now, but I have the hope of a better tomorrow. Amen. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So, what? how do we describe the faith in Christ? I want to describe the faith in Christ for you. Hallelujah. Amen. These are the introductions that I'm, I'm throwing introductions. Hallelujah. Amen. Shout, I love, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus Christ Jesus. is the Lord of my life. In him, I live. In him, I move. In him, I have my being. Hallelujah. Shout, I have the life of Christ in me. I am the saint of God. I am a person of God. I am possessed of God. I am the temple of the spirit. I'm the body of Christ. I'm born again. I'm born of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God. Paul said that the gospel of Christ is the power of God to everyone who believes. Hello? He said the gospel is the power of God to everyone who believes. Now, this describes something to all of us. Those who are yet to be born again and those who are already born again. That when we are talking about the faith of Jesus, we are not talking about something that you conjure. Something that is in yourself that you work it out towards God. No. Now, the faith in Christ or faith in Christ describes supernatural persuasion from God. It describes supernatural persuasion from God. That gives a divine drive or craving to believe in the gospel. Faith in Christ describes supernatural persuasion from God. It describes supernatural persuasion from God that gives divine drive, divine craving to believe. There are two things we see from this. It's supernatural persuasion from God. When a man believed in Christ, it means that there was a persuasion of God that gave the crave, the desire to believe. When a man believed in the gospel, it means that there was a persuasion. When a man believed in the word of God, it means that there was a persuasion from God that drive or that, that gave the man the crave to believe in the word. It's a persuasion. Supernatural persuasion means that that persuasion is a God-oriented persuasion. Supernatural persuasion from God. That gives divine drive. It's a drive that the unbeliever did not develop. That gives a divine drive and crave to believe in the gospel. To believe in the word of God. Now, from this we can see that it means that faith is a gift from God. Hello? Which means that if it's a persuasion from God, it means it's a gift from God. 
For a man to believe in God or to believe in Jesus, he must hear a word of God. And how does God does the persuasion? God persuades that man through his word. And when that man is persuaded, that persuasion gives that man the drive and the crave to believe. Oh God. As I'm preaching to you, God is, there's a persuasion of God in your heart. And this persuasion is to give you a drive, a crave to believe in the message. This is the faith in Christ. Which means that faith in Christ is a gift from God. It's a gift from God. Number two, it also means that God gives the ability to believe. God gives the ability to believe. So the ability to believe in the gospel, the ability to believe in the word of God is a gift from God. It's what? It's a gift from God. So it's a persuasion from God that gives a divine drive, a crave to believe. So when I'm preaching, when we are preaching, God is persuading men through the preaching. And to that persuasion, it gives that man the drive, the crave to believe. That's why the more of the word of God you hear, the more you grow your faith, because the more you are persuaded to believe. And based on that belief, you act your faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> that is why we are here. Most of you are not preaching the gospel. You are not telling people that, hey, you have to give your life to Christ. They are not persuaded. They can only be persuaded by the gospel. So Paul said, the gospel is the power of God because through the gospel, men are being persuaded. There is a supernatural persuasion from God that gives a divine drive and crave to believe. So God is the one that gives the ability. So the ability to believe, the ability of the unbeliever to believe in the gospel is a gift from God. We are born again because when we heard the gospel, God gave us the ability to believe as a gift. And that was the seed of faith that was sown in you. God gave you his kind of faith. His kind of faith was sown in you. Because you were persuaded and that persuasion gave you the drive to believe. And that first faith of your day of being born again was the kind, God kind of faith. That you need to continue to grow in the word so that you can grow the God faith that was given to you. Either it's going to be little, it's going to be strong, it's going to be weak, it's going to be mighty. It's based on how you grow that God faith that was sown in you as a seed. And all of us receive the same measure of that faith. The day we became born again. God gave us the same measure to everyone who believe in the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. So in Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says that, So then faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the way. So do you get faith by yourself? He gives us the source of faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing a word from God. It is a word from God that gives faith. So for the unbeliever to believe in the gospel, it's not from the unbeliever, but it is the faith of God. It is God's ability. God is the one that gives the unbeliever the ability to believe the message. It is not from the unbeliever. Because as 
faith comes by hearing by a word, hearing a word from God. In other words, when you are hearing a word from God, God gives, there's a persuasion from God that gives a drive and a crave for the one to believe. Faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith coming by hearing, hearing a word from God. So it is the hearing and continue to hear the word. So when you hear the word from God, you believe. You continue to hear a word from God. Then you build your faith. You take a step of faith. You build your faith. You grow your faith. Because as more you hear a word from God, the more you grow in your faith. The more you hear a word from God, the more you are persuaded to believe. That's why many have strong faith. Many have small faith. There are those, that first faith that they were given to you as a gift is the only faith. Faith cometh. Faith comes by hearing and continuing hearing a word from God. So faith in Christ is a persuasion from God. That's why we must preach the gospel. That is why we must give attention to the word of God. Now what is the gospel? The gospel, I was talking two things about the gospel. Paul said the gospel is the power of God. Why is the gospel the power of God? You know, the gospel is the good news that Jesus has accomplished salvation for us through his death and resurrection. It is the good news, not a good advisor. It's a good news that Jesus has accomplished salvation for us through his death and resurrection. Number two, the gospel is a message of what God has done to save sinners. The gospel is the message. The gospel is the message. The Bible is the gospel of God. The gospel is the message of what God has done to save sinners through the sacrificial death and the triumphant resurrection of Christ. It is the message of what God has done in Christ to save sinners. It is the message of what God has done in Christ to save sinners through the sacrificial death and the triumphant resurrection of Christ. What Jesus has accomplished for our salvation through his death is the gospel. And the gospel also contains our salvation, our new life. Every life we need to live is in the gospel, is in Christ. So you continue to Believe and grow in the gospel. The gospel concerning who you are in Christ. The gospel concerning what you have in Christ. The gospel concerning what Christ can do through you. The gospel concerning how to grow into maturity. Because there is a new life in Christ. And you must know who you are in Christ. What you have in Christ. You must know it. It comes with the gospel. They are all part of it. The gospel is a total package of how to be saved. When you are saved, your new life in Christ what you have in Christ, and how you can be conforming to Christ. All are part of the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you believe in the gospel, believing through the persuasion of God, then the unbeliever believing in the gospel, the unbeliever can now be saved. 
So we are saved by faith. We must continue to have faith to grow into the full stature of Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you cannot end at salvation. You must continue to continue to grow because it is the only way you can become everything that Jesus has determined for you. So as we have begun this journey, we're going to look at a lot of things in this new message that we have begun. The faith in Christ. Stand on your feet.